Welcome to the Better Than Healthy podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself, and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Brathman. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. So this week we are talking about the final principle of intuitive eating, gentle nutrition. So I took a little bit longer to get to this one just because one... There were a couple more time-sensitive things that I wanted to talk about. And the other reason is there's a reason gentle nutrition is the final principle of intuitive eating. And some of the information can sound very similar to information you were told and like heard from diet and wellness culture. Because honestly, a lot of the base information between the two are the same. It's how the information is being applied and some of the logic and principles behind them that change how it impacts us. And in today's episode, I want to keep it a little bit more focused on the concept and intentions behind gentle nutrition. So we're not fully going to go into like gentle nutrition tips. It'll be a lot better if I do it in separate episodes for different specific topics because if you just start talking about like all (laughs) gentle nutrition tips, I can really boil up to a lot of different topics because there's a lot we could discuss, like whether it's fiber or different macronutrients, so much that could be discussed there. So that's why I want to keep it on the concepts and intentions behind utilizing gentle nutrition. As a basic way to sum it up, gentle nutrition is taking the information that we know about health and using that for ourselves to help us feel the best way we can and make help us feel the way we want to feel physically and mentally without the drama. Because that is a huge point about typical health and diet culture approach to the information that we know about food and health that makes it so complicated for everybody is we add so much extra drama to it. And the other reason that this principle goes last is because we really need to work through some of that initial attachment to food and health and wellness that we are taught in when we are associating with what we're eating with kind of more of a moral value of food. Because when I start talking about there are no bad foods and all food is neutral and we can eat whatever we want when we want, most people start thinking that then they're just going to be eating bad foods all the time. And that, of course, there are bad foods because there are foods that's bad for you. And it's a very black or white way of viewing it. And it's a very subtle difference. But the best way I can explain it is like taking all the drama out of it because one of the big ones I get when I try to talk about food being neutral and there being no bad foods is getting the, but sugar is bad for you. Like it's not good to eat too much sugar. And that is a huge one because we do know from some health data that if we do eat excessive amounts of sugar, that it does impact our bodies in a way that leaves us not feeling very good. And so what we end up doing with that when we're adding the moral component is we wrap together the idea of like if we eat a lot of sugar, we end up not feeling very good physically with this is the piece where I'm talking about where we add drama to it is we start to make that mean something about ourselves, about who we are as a person if we choose to eat that food or we 
since we have those judgments for ourselves, we also can make those judgments about other people and we can tie it into like, this food is bad for me. Like I'm doing a bad thing if I'm eating. I can't control myself and help make myself stop doing this. Therefore, I'm bad. And that's like the direction our brain goes. It's not necessarily that clear of like, oh, I'm bad because I didn't figure that out. But what I see more is phrasing it like, I should have been able to figure out this by now. Like I know what to do and I just can't do it. Like I don't have the willpower. I don't have the discipline. Even though I know what I'm supposed to do, I just don't do it. It's very much worded more like that. But what that really breaks down to is when we start really judging ourselves instead of using the information that we know about food for ourselves. So I think of gentle nutrition as more of this much more nurturing and caring approach to food that doesn't have so much of an emotional charge to it. Like it's really just us facilitating us feeling really good. Because in that example of us adding the extra drama of us being bad if we're eating a ton of extra sugar, that we're doing something bad if we're doing that and that we're lacking control... The part of that that's gentle nutrition is simply the piece that's when I eat a lot of sugar, my body doesn't feel very good. And then we just store that information for next time. It doesn't have to be filled with all of this making it mean something horrible about us if we did something that made our bodies not feel very good. Because I could just be like, oh, when I eat these foods, this is how it impacts my body. I don't really want to feel that way. So let me just choose to do it differently next time. Maybe have a smaller amount, maybe choose some different foods. Like, let me just decide that and choose that for me, knowing that how this impacts me and then figuring out like, okay, how would I like myself to feel? And like, let me use that information to support myself in achieving that. And then we can remove all that drama from it. But again, this is why gentle nutrition comes later down the line. And yes, sometimes people need to bring in some of the principles of gentle nutrition earlier on if they have medical conditions or they're experiencing some of these things like if they're eating something it doesn't make their body feel very good but we try to delay it because otherwise like we need to unwind some of the drama before we can feel just very neutral because this is a good indicator for if it's something that you're still somewhat like wrapped up in the drama in is like if I talk about eating too much sugar is bad for you or saying that it's okay if you eat a lot of sugar or saying that it's okay if you have this food if that is bringing up like a big response of like oh no you're not supposed to do that or oh no you need to be careful with that or any like sort of response like that or even in the opposite direction like you're trying to rebel against it that means you're kind of likely still wrapped up in the drama a little bit and it can be very very subtle but it's still a way of giving value to what you're eating. Or I see this sometimes with people like still subconsciously measuring their food as a way to decide how much of it they're going to have. So being like, oh, well, that looks like about a serving size of rice or serving size of pasta. Like, let me serve it out that way versus like just checking with how much they want. Because we can really subtly, because we're taught these behaviors, really still just continue to apply them without realizing that we're still being influenced by those old patterns that we just want to question because maybe we like having that amount, maybe we don't. We just get to decide. Which is why it can be really helpful to have something outside of your mind where you can see these things. So whether that is working with a coach and somebody else or a group program where you can see this in other people, because sometimes with groups, 
like we can see the pattern in the way that somebody else is thinking about it and because it's not our own drama it's a little bit easier to see it because we don't have that emotional charge going in our body for it or working with a coach who can point it out for you and help you work through it or also just writing it down on paper that's my favorite way to like do things besides getting external help with it but my by actually writing these things down because then it's not just like existing as thoughts in your head like you can see on paper and then sometimes being like oh yeah that doesn't really make sense like is this really even true it's like a little bit easier because it's separated from you it's just words on paper then all right and I want to give an example too because one of those foods sticking with like the sugar one is I used to really overeat ice cream and really thought it was like one of like my weaknesses where I couldn't control myself around it and so I would just keep it out of the house and think I couldn't have it because eating too much of it was bad it's not a very healthy food and so even though sometimes it would upset like my stomach with like the lactose if I ate too much of it is I would just be so focused on it being unhealthy being something that I'm not supposed to be eating it being bad and but like thinking that it tasted so good and then eventually like giving into it that I would be so wrapped up in the drama of that that then I wasn't paying attention to how it made me really feel. So when I started giving myself permission to eat it, I experienced that time where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm eating too much of it in the beginning because you're working through that scarcity and part of that is like access to the food and being okay with having it because then we can work through the thoughts like with the basically exposure too. And now I can truly like say that I will forget about it completely except for when I'm craving it which isn't even that often anymore like maybe every few months maybe more than that sometimes probably depends on the time frame but I truly just kind of forget about it where I used to be like thinking about it all the time even when I didn't have it in the house like I used to be so focused on food and but now knowing that so many delicious food options are just always available to me I can always just have them It's like I consider that taste side of it and then I also consider like how I'm feeling, like how full I'm feeling, like how my body's feeling physically, how I think it'll like impact me and my energy level, how I'm feeling and it takes me very quickly now to run through those different questions and like assessing where I'm at but a lot of times it's not the thing that I want because like I said, it may not make me feel very good, it may give me a stomach ache and I don't always want that experience and then I just choose that I don't really want it because both sides of that are equally as important to me. It's not just me trying to fight myself on it. So it's a lot more of a considered approach where it's just kind of like nurturing more so and sometimes I want it and sometimes I don't. But I would say that has been a really surprising piece is the amount of like desire for food that changes through intuitive eating because there's not the restriction piece that increases the desire. So sometimes I just don't want it and I don't choose it because I don't have the desire for it and really... That's more often than not now. And when I say that, to me, it's completely neutral. So it doesn't matter to me whether or not I want ice cream, and it doesn't matter to me whether or not I choose to have it. Whereas before, I was so focused on choosing the right foods and having that be such an impact of my day, whereas now it's food. And just figuring out what will be supportive of me. And I say that because I don't want to share this example as if you give yourself permission to eat the things that you used to consider as bad, using air quotes here, but in that then eventually you're not going to crave them anymore. Like I don't want to set that up as like a goal because really when I say that it's very neutral to me now. It's like, oh yeah, sometimes I have it, sometimes I don't. Whereas before, 
years ago when I was trying not to eat it all the time, this experience of not really wanting it is something that I would have really, really celebrated. And if you're experiencing that kind of like celebrating not wanting something or celebrating craving something more that maybe you're craving something more that would have been considered a good food before and craving less something that's considered a bad then you're likely still a little bit wrapped up in the diet culture thoughts. Because really the more we get freedom around food, the less it's like emotionally feeling like it's controlling us and impacting us in such a big way. Because so much of that can be, I see a lot of fear in starting the intuitive eating journey and like fear for health, fear things are going to go wrong, fear that it won't work. Like there's so much of that. And we really ease and work through that as we really move through intuitive eating And I think that's an equally as important part is like the gentle nutrition side of it is the decrease in the amount of stress that we are causing for ourselves by stressing over food all the time. And we can really have a big impact on our health that way too, just by decreasing the amount of like chronic stress that we experience. So when we start pulling it back to gentle nutrition now is it's bringing it to how foods impact our body. And we can use the information that's in research to also understand more about how food impacts our body. We just got to be careful when we do that because it can be really easy to cherry pick research in a way that supports the conclusion that you want to come to. Just part of the reason why nutrition can be extremely confusing because you can go online and find research, like research articles that support the carnivore diet where you're eating only meat, a vegan diet where you're eating only vegetables. Where intermittent fasting, you know, like you can look up so much information about all of these different things and really find the studies that support your conclusion that you're like looking at, which is why you gotta be careful and why it becomes more of research really looks at more of a population level overall. It can look at individuals, but it's taking the average of people. So it's not saying exactly what worked for the study population is going to work for you as an individual, which is why you want to start paying attention more to how that way and how that approach is impacting you and how you're feeling. Because when you're making those decisions for yourself, you're not doing it for a population, you're doing it for your body and your body's chemistry, how your body uses nutrients, your gut microbiome, your hormones, your genetics, your environment your stress, what you do for work, all of these things will then influence that, which is why we get so individualized with nutrition is like we use the information that we know, but then we see how it impacts you and make it work for you, which is why we want to work through this gently and not try to have some sort of health standard of what you're supposed to do because no one really knows what you exactly as an individual are supposed to do for your body to feel the best. We do that by knowing like, okay, this is about what will work for people. Let's see how it influences you in your health and then play with it from there. If you start using gentle nutrition and then you noticed almost more of that food police or like that dictator of yourself, like you can't or can't do this and it becomes very black and white or you're like hard checking or shaming yourself based on these rules, use that just as a cue to check in. That doesn't mean you have to stop using gentle nutrition, but that is directing you to where some of your mindset blocks still are within being wrapped up in diet culture and being wrapped up in the health and wellness culture even too so then we can go from there to 
breaking those down and bringing you closer to truly feeling free with food. All right. Well, that's this week's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a good rest of your week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Than Healthy podcast. If you're finding these episodes helpful, I would love it if you would leave me a review or share it with people so that way more people can find it. Thank you and I'll see you next week.